There's a German saying, sports is murder. And I guess there's something to it. Listen to this episode. It's a really interesting one about CTE. And uh, especially if you're involved in a high-risk sport, such as football, ice hockey, even soccer, um, of course, combat sports, martial arts. Yeah, you, sh you need to hear this. Welcome to the Five for Love podcast, the show about health, empowerment and training. Today, we're going to talk about your brain health and CTE. So stay tuned. Welcome to today's episode of the Fight for Love podcast. I welcome the people watching on YouTube because I'm live. Well, no, I'm not live, but it's recorded live. So go ahead and say that. Anyway, say um, you can watch everything I do. So every screw up, everything that's um, that I'm saying weirdly or do funny things like you can just watch me do stuff on my YouTube channel, Cats, Coffee and Kickboxing. And of course, you can listen to me on Spotify, on iTunes and on my website, www.itsuptoyou.ch slash podcast. Okay, today, um, I want to talk about chronic traumatic encephalopathy, short CTE. Now, CTE is a neurologic condition which is linked to repetitive head trauma. Um, so, repetitive head trauma, such as in different kinds of sports, right? Obviously, I'm I got interested in it since I do combat sports, um, and I want to differentiate martial arts and combat sports. In my opinion, martial arts is more the like the softer version um, where you don't get hit in the head as much. You like your sparring is not as intense. Um, maybe it can be, but usually it's not. That's my experience. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but combat sports is actually where you you go in combat, you train for combat, right? So you go into the ring and you fight in the ring and your blows are going to be harder. So you're going to hit somebody. You can KO somebody if you want to, or you can get KO yourself. Um, whether it's in boxing with the hands or in kickboxing with, you can get kicked in the head, you can get um, punched in the head, obviously, or even elbowed. Um, depending on the rules you're you're fighting on um under and cte um cte is something that's still pretty young but it's also occurring in um it's it's very prominent in football american football because of the tackles and people running into each other and head traumas occurring from there um, ice hockey is a big one too I don't know if you've ever been to ice hockey much it's like the one of the only sports I sometimes like to watch because there's something happening um, besides martial arts obviously or, or combat sports um, 
But I mean, there's a lot of head trauma um, going on in ice hockey too. Soccer is one with the 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 head like um, the head balls. Do you call them head head ball? We call them head balls. It's a funny word. Um, well, with just yeah, getting um, like this. Yeah, get hitting the ball with your head. If you can see me now, I, like kind of did the movement. I'd be I'd be good at soccer. <laughs> I suck at soccer. <laughs> and also, um, sometimes it's it has been um, been visible with veterans, like people who have gone to war. Um, well, of course. I mean, God only knows what they have to endure. Um, and yeah, of course, combat sports, as I said. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy, CTE. Um, as I said, it's a neurologic neurologic condition um, linked to repetitive head trauma. Symptoms um, can appear years after, so you can you can do your sport and not have any problems. And years after you retire retired, you get um, symptoms. Symptoms can be um, memory deficits abnormal behavior like such as um, impulsivity or rage um, being enraged really fast um, mood disturbances yeah mood disturbances um, movement problems problems with executive functions um, it's kind of it can get kind of similar to like um, Alzheimer's or even Parkinson's disease, Parkinson's disease. Um, and it does get worse over time. And the reason for that is in CTE, proteins disrupt cellular communication in the brain. Um, and it is associated with degeneration and even death of neurons in the brain. So it kind of spreads in the brain. And um, that's how it gets worse over time. So usually it's it's not quite known yet how severe the hits on the head have to be or if you can get it from like say you had an accident you had one concussion can you develop CTE we don't know yet they like medical I'm saying we like I'm a doctor but I'm not obviously I'm like sorry ugh there's something in my mouth cat hair um anyway yeah yeah um they're not sure yet whether it really has to be like like they they think it has to do with getting hit repetitively but it's not quite sure yet um but yeah it's it's uh, what what's obvious is that you have to have had hits on your head and um that can be a concussion um as well as subconcussious hits and According to the CTE Center, located at the Boston University um, Boston University School of Medicine, a concussion has occurred any time that you got a blow to the head and experienced symptoms. And symptoms can vary, right? There can be um, blurred vision. There can be seeing stars. Um, I've actually had that one before. I got kicked in the head in, in training. Um even just um, sensitivity to light after or or um, nausea, um, headaches even, fatigue. So uh, if you get hit 
in the head, it, I think you can develop these symptoms pretty darn fast, my opinion. But um, yeah, so uh, it's kind of hard to say, is it a concussion or not? But if you've experienced any of these symptoms, which I think a lot of people in, in these high contact sports have, it, it sort of is a concussion, I guess. So um, where was I? Oh yeah, um, exactly. So, especially in NFL, in the NFL, it's a really, really prominent thing. They say, like, I, I, maybe a short disclaimer on this side, um, right here. My research was YouTube, Google, um, Google Scholar. Um, looking at studies, looking at researches. Um, also, I I looked at, um, as I said, the CTE Center um, of Boston University School of Medicine. Um, I looked at the Swiss Boxing Association, and this is where I get my information from. So I have not um, conducted any studies myself or research. I'm obviously not in that field. I don't work in that field. So I just want to give you guys the information that I was able to get from the sources that I have. Um, a lot of things are not clear yet about CTE and everything I say, there might be something else to it that I don't know. So don't take what I say as the only truth because there's just so much more that I don't know. And even um, medical people don't know about this. And um, if you're a medical professional watching or listening to this, first of all, welcome. Nice to hear hear you, see you, um, or you hear me, whatever. Um, anyway, if there's anything that I got wrong, please let me know. Let me know in the comments. Um, get, like, let me know. And I, I'd also, like, would really love to have a medical professional on this podcast and um, talk to me about the CTE because I'm really, really curious. I want to know everything there is. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, I, I, I seen one video where um, they say that NFL athletes, like pro athletes, over 90% of them had CTE in the brain, um, or CTE pathology in the brain. And um, also one third of the amateur players. Now, what kind of strikes me as weird here is that I read repetitively that CTE is only your like people are only able to tell if if somebody had CTE pathology in the brain after a person has disease. So after a person is dead. Um, so I'm not sure where these numbers come from, if they had like um just looked at so many NFL players that are already dead. Um, maybe, probably, but yeah. Anyway, um, it's still early research. Um, and CT does not seem to occur in everybody who has have who has had repetitive head trauma. So some people get away with it. It's probably like smoking, right? Some people get away with it. Others develop cancer. Um, but the takeaway is CT is more common than you might think. And it does not limit itself to pro sports, but also amateurs get it. And um, yeah, 
that kind of begs the question um, or raises the question are these high contact sports still good for us or should we avoid them um, I mean I'm sure we need to be aware and we have to take measures to reduce the risk as far as that's pos possible um, I get back to this later I want to talk about prevention of CTE. Prevention is, um, well, first one is obvious, but it's reducing the number of hits to the head. Um, I remember one guy, like when I was in Kung Fu, I did 10 years, over 10 years of Kung Fu. And um, we were talking about how in kickboxers, you, you can tell like and the shins, the, the bones in the shins of kickboxers or people that kick stuff a lot I guess <laughs> um, they their, their bone structure gets thicker and sometimes what people do in combat sports is they they um, they hit their shins on purpose with a stick or whatever to make them grow stronger so they won't feel the pain as much when they kick somebody and actually that's often part of training like not not doing that but um it's often part of training to kicking each other to kind of get used to the pain and, and kind of numb the shins and um anyway one one guy was um that was in kung fu with me he was like yeah i seen that like i see that documentary about shaolin monks and they actually did this with their heads like they hit they would hit their head repetitively repetitively uh, against I think it was a punching bag or something like a hard punching bag um, and then brain scans had shown that their their uh, layers or their bone structure on the skull got thicker too and I was like what <laughs> I don't know if that's true I don't know it's crazy to me it seems crazy and now reading and hearing and um, educating myself about CTE um, it seems rather dumb to be honest um just don't like your shins is one thing you know um but people your brain is freaking pretty freaking important so just be careful what you do again i don't know if that documentary really existed if it does like let me know if you if you know what it is i would love to watch it but um yeah it seems a little over the top but anyway okay uh so obviously prevention reducing the number of hits to the head um also after brain trauma if you've experienced brain trauma get proper medical treatment and take your time before going back into your sport so don't just if your doctor says um no sports for two weeks don't just wait three days get up and be like oh i feel better and then uh, participate in your sport again again i know i keep saying that but give, give your body time to heal um regeneration is huge it's really important and it's often overlooked so um okay yeah and well leave your game after injury this is not possible in um boxing or kickboxing if you're in a fight because well the goal is kind of to get somebody to not be able to fight anymore so <laughs> but i mean you can you can leave a game if you're if you're doing um team sports Obviously, if you get hurt or you get your head hit, um, you can say I'm done. You can also do that in, um, 
Well, you can do that in like if you're doing a sparring session, you got hit in the head. Maybe instead of going back in or keep going, uh, just stop, take a break, go home. Um, also, and this brings me to, to my next point. And this is one of mine. <laughs> I added this. Don't try to be the tough guy or the tough girl. And I'm saying this from experience. When, remember, I told you I got kicked in the head and I saw stars. And um, because I'm a kickboxer, because I wanted to do more fights, because I knew I had to be able to handle a blow like that, even like, even if it's, even if it gets me into, into this really weird um, kind of sensation of experiencing the world around me like you get hit you you get a little dizzy and stuff and um you kind of have to keep going because you can't just back out in a fight and i mean obviously you want to win right um but i mean a fight is one thing we can argue about that forever but in training in training don't try to be the tough guy don't try to be the tough girl so if you get hit in the head in training during sparring sessions, just have have the I don't know have have the balls to say I'm done, I'm done, and, and it doesn't mean you're not tough. It doesn't mean you can't deal with the stress or pressure, but it means you take care of your health, and um, I think that's really important. Also. For all the the um, martial arts out there, uh, martial <laughs> martial artists and all the combat sports people out there, if you're training, train safely. Like for example, I think this is a really big one. Sometimes we do exercises that um, we we punch each other, right? And um, like one person punches, the other person takes their boxing gloves to their heads, and it's either I take the boxing gloves to my head to to kind of um soften the blow but you still get the blows on your head right or you can take your hands your your boxing gloves out and the other person just hits into the glove and me for me before i'd known about cte like i think i even did that last week um i felt like okay i have to get used to this right i have to get used to getting hit in the head so i take my boxing gloves to my head and kind of just take the blows. I'll be fine. I have to get used to this. But now, knowing this, I know. Might be better to just let the other person punch into my gloves. And not, like, on my head with the gloves in between. And I think uh, if we know... This is why I think it's so important to know about these things. And uh, to know about CTE. Because if we know this, we can take prevention measures. We can be safer we can um, avoid any sort of trauma to the head that is not quote-unquote necessary in our sport and stop playing the tough guy because especially in martial arts and combat sports especially in combat sports people always have to act super tough and i mean i'm sitting in front of you if you see me now i'm like have my venom um hoodie which is a martial arts brand i guess i have my snapback cap um i know i sometimes even i try to play the the tough girl um but i wish i could say i've grown out of it but um i think there's a difference between 
kind of showing to yourself what you're capable of doing and just going through something that seems to be really hard for yourself and between trying to show to everybody else how tough you are because that that's just not that doesn't like that doesn't help you at all so proving something to yourself okay do that but don't try to prove yourself to others i think this is really important and i think this is something a lot of combat sports people and also martial arts people is um can take away from this like kind of try to tune down your ego a little bit and i know it's hard because i've, I've been there i'm still there and uh, trying to deal with that but um i mean you get older it gets better i guess but just just um yeah don't try to be the tough guy girl whatever i think this is really important um okay so i also looked at the uh, swiss boxing association um it's swissboxing.ch they tell us according to medical doctor georges beret um, he's president of the Boxing Medical Commission in France. Um, according to him, he says to avoid CTE. Well, avoid, quote unquote. You can't avoid it, but you can minimize the risk. Uh, to minimize the risk of CTE, avoid the following. Long, uh, long-lasting careers. Longer than 12 years. Um, comebacks after longer careers. Um, participating in fights when you're older than 35. This kind of, this hurts me particularly bad. Um, also uneven fights. Uneven fights probably, I think he's talking about, um, like, the way, like, I mean, you have weight classes in boxing, but I guess if you could, um, you could bring together a really small guy and a really big guy who has obviously more strength and harder punches and um so when you get punched by somebody who's stronger than you i mean he'll just gonna have or she is gonna have uh, more strength than you and hurt you even worse um so uneven fights and um they really they're really just saying that um it's really important for the trainers and the people who do the fighting events to really take all the measures necessary to avoid people having um, too many impacts, like too many hits on their head, which I know is kind of ironic since it's boxing. But um, I think personally that you can take measures to avoid that and um, you should. And also like your trainers, while you fight, your trainers watching from the outside, um, they can end the fight anytime. And maybe that's something we should take part in i don't know um it's it raises the question should we ban boxing and combat sports um well <laughs> of course i'm not gonna say no uh yes <laughs> i'm not gonna say yes of course not like um try try um hockey in switzerland try soccer in switzerland in europe try to ban that good luck with it try to ban um football american football in the usa i mean forget it you know i i think like people often kind of point their finger at boxing or kickboxing because it's just two people 
pitting each other. I mean, I get if it's not somebody's thing to watch. Um, but in the end, the blows to the head or or, or the, the, the injuries your body takes away from it, they're not worse than most team sports where you kind of just always clash into each other especially sports like american football and um and ice hockey so in the end sports are always kind of dangerous and um i think we have to kind of evaluate you know like sports like um like these high-risk sports, they're still really good for you. They're still really good for your cardiovascular system, for for your for your um, for everything. I mean, sports has so many good effects on your body, medically speaking, but also on your mind, especially also mental. You know, like also overcoming things, overcoming hard challenges, knowing what you're capable of training for something getting better at it it's there's so much it gives you so much confidence back especially combat sports martial arts give you so much confidence and an ability to defend yourself and to stand up for yourself and i think i'm kind of trying to weigh the risk of cte um with the benefits of these high impact sports it's i mean I think the best thing we can do is to just take measures as good as we can to avoid people suffering from CTE in the future. And again, it's still something that's really young. It's still something that people are trying to figure out what's exactly behind it. So the research is ongoing. Things are still not completely clear. And we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know whether we're going to find some sort of cure or something that really minimizes the risk. Until then... We have to kind of create, I think, associations around sports to be responsible and to take the responsibility to make it as safe as possible inside the sport and also, yeah, like teach their trainers and their athletes how to avoid taking risks that are not necessary also especially in boxing um imagine not having these associations or trainers that know about cte and and just kind of just saying like no we're we're not going to box anymore it's it's forbidden um it's just going to go into the underground like fight club style and um that's where damage really like that's when it gets wild. That's when it gets. Um, that's when there's no rules to the game. Um, that's where where um, dangerous practices come back, like hits to on the back of your head, which are not allowed in combat sports. Um, that's where it gets dangerous, and um, when that's where it gets to to like the criminal underground where nobody cares about the well-being of of their athletes um so my opinion we should just take all measures possible to 
reduce the risk of CTE and be aware of it. And we have to know about this. We as athletes have to know about the risks of CTE, whether we're amateurs like I am, whether we're pros, whether we're, we're, we're just training people or just try to avoid it. Try to avoid risks that are not necessary. Try to avoid proving yourself, showing how tough you are. You don't have to. Um, also, something that um, that I find a really good argument is like, uh, take Switzerland, for example, and um, like rock climbing, for example. How many people a year die in the Swiss mountains because they're climbing somewhere, they're falling from the mountains, they're they get lost while while hiking and um, the weather changes really fast in the Alps and people regularly get get lost or they fall because they couldn't see because there was fog coming in. Um, also skiing. I mean, no matter how hard we try to avoid it, there's always people getting into avalanches. Every year there's people dying in avalanches, even on the ski tracks. Even if we try to avoid it, we can never minimize. Well, we can minimize the risks, but we can never completely avoid the risks. The risks of sports. Sports are dangerous. They always will be, and all we can do is minimize the risks. And until then, enjoy what sports does to us, like to 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 our mental health, to our bodies, um, how it changes us for the better, and um, embrace the game and. Um, just take care of yourself and be aware and um, know what you're dealing with. And yeah, that's it. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, um, please drop them below this video or or let me know. Um, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at It's Up to Your Personal Training or on LinkedIn, Tanya Mader, M-A-D-E-R. And um, yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you learned something. I certainly did. It was a lot of fun. If there's a medical professional out there who would like to come on my podcast and talk to me about CTE, I would be so, so happy. Um, this can be in, in English or in German or in Swiss. And uh, yeah, don't forget, you are stronger than you think. Bye-bye. Take care.